023 pros are tearing down the walls and changing the landscape of fitness forever. Take the labels off. Just take the labels off for a second. Let's zoom out. Fitness, healthcare, coach, therapist, who gives a shit, right? When people are suffering, they will seek help from those that they trust. When people have the ability to help others and can see those in need, they find ways to help. There are people who are suffering, walking around in the same room right now with people who can guide them to healing. And the only thing standing in the way are the stories and the fears. And for the coach that's saying, well, I can't help them. I have my own problems. I'm suffering too. I I know. I know. So am I. So is everyone. And that's the most beautiful part about it. That's actually the key to having the level of impact we are capable of. The key is the acceptance that we are all in this together. We can help because we're already doing the work. We're already on the path. Right now we have gyms full of clients afraid to admit they need help in other areas of their life. And coaches afraid to accept that they are the ones to help them. Imaginary walls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 023 Pro Show. We are 023 Holistic Systems and we are the health leaders of the fitness industry. This show is for fitness coaches who are ready to become health professionals that can solve the real problems our clients and our society live with today without going back to school or leaving the fitness space. The 023 era has arrived. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one of the 023 Pro Show. I'm your host, Brian Costello, founder of 023 Holistic Systems. We are the health leaders of the fitness industry, and we are turning fitness coaches into health professionals that can solve the real problems our clients and our society face today. As 023 has burst onto the scene over the past few years, I'll many times get comments along the lines of like, Oh, I get it. Like, oh, two, three. That's a clever idea. Kind of like a, a why didn't I think of that perspective? And while it is somewhat of a clever idea, right? We're the only coaching system in the fitness industry that does not focus on what happens in the gym, but rather what happens outside of it. This wasn't just some good idea that popped into my head one day. Not at all. Not one bit. <laughs> 023 has evolved quite a bit over the past several years, but everything we are doing today is being done out of necessity for the people in gyms all over the world who are not reaching their desired potential as healthy and happy humans. I tell the story in a bit more detail in the 023 playbook in a short bonus episode uh, titled the 023 Evolution, 10 years in under 20 minutes, which I highly recommend to get some more background. But the important part right now for you to understand is that the methods that are now being taught throughout the industry were designed to solve problems that I faced as a gym owner and coach for the better part of a decade. 
And now years later, most of these problems are still not being solved. And in many cases, they're getting worse. And that's why we're here. What I'm about to say might upset you depending on what your role in this industry currently is, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's true. And I urge you to hear me out before you react. Fitness is failing. Fitness is failing. And to understand what I mean, we have to zoom out a little bit, which for those that don't know, zooming out is how we start every conversation here at 023, every single one. We first take a step back before we zoom in to the micro details that everybody loves to argue about. So let's zoom out for a second. See, exercise is a man-made invention that was created to make up for lack of activity in our modern lifestyle. Okay, so in the late 20th century, as a result of increasingly sedentary lifestyles, mostly due to technological advances in the workplace, exercise trends began to show up to address this need and ultimately formed into what is now considered the fitness industry. The key understanding here is that fitness was invented to solve a problem. That problem was a lack of something vital in our modern society, in this case, movement. So we could live free of the sickness and disease, a lifestyle that lacks enough movement will always lead to. So problem, lack of movement and physical challenge, solution, structured time for exercise every day. Simple problem, simple solution. Now, flash forward to the year 2021, and you'll clearly see that our modern lifestyle lacks a lot more than just movement. In fact, our lifestyles have changed so much in the first two decades of this century, specifically the last five to seven years, that sickness and sadness is more prevalent in our society than we've ever known in human history. People who go to the gym regularly are no exception to this. No matter how many times a week they get sweaty and breathe heavy, the real challenges our clients and our society face today will not be conquered in the gym alone. Originally, it was, again, problem, lack of movement, and physical challenge, solution, structure time for exercise each day. Now it's problem, lack of physical challenge, yes, more than ever by far, and Lack of rest, lack of connection to ourselves, lack of connection to each other, lack of connection to nature. We're overstimulated, we're undernourished, we're anxious, we're depressed, we're emotionally unaware, we're mentally unstable, and worst of all, completely lacking the understanding of how our everyday lifestyle factors are the cause of all of these things and how much they are affecting our health and happiness. And the solution that we still have is structured time for exercise each day. See the disconnect here? Do you think that people walking around your gym aren't facing much more important challenges in their life than losing a little weight and getting a little stronger is a mistake. As much as fitness has evolved in the past two decades, it's still failing to keep up with the new challenges of modern lifestyle. Let me say that again. As much as fitness has evolved in the past two decades, because it has evolved quite a bit, it is still failing, failing to keep up with the new challenges of modern lifestyle. 
So yeah, I'm here to tell you that fitness is failing, but I'm also going to add something that might make you feel a little better. Fitness is failing, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Why? Because whenever an industry begins to fail, it means better solutions are being born to address the problems previously solved or attempted to be solved by uh, that industry. There's never been a higher demand for healing and a shorter supply of people who can guide people towards it. Okay? Never been a higher demand for healing and a shorter supply of people who can guide people towards it. And I want to pause to note a few things about that last statement. You'll hear me use the terms suffering and healing quite a bit. Okay? O23 professionals are not afraid to use those terms. I'll talk about that more in episode three when we talk about scope and role. What I just said about the demand for healing might lead you to assume we are making some kind of push to move into the medical world, which we are not. I'll also break down our place in the fitness healthcare spectrum in episode three. You'll notice I said guide people to healing. I'll talk more about this in the next episode where we dig into the methods, but spoiler alert, O2-3 professionals don't heal people. People can only heal themselves, but rarely can people heal themselves without amazing leaders teachers, and guides. Anyway, if all the fitness is failing stuff in that last part had you feeling a little down, I've got good news coming your way in uh, part two here titled The Second Shift. Coaches, this episode is brought to you by the O23 Pro Playbook, which is scheduled to release right around Thanksgiving of 2021. The playbook is a free product. Yes, free that is packed with education and actual tools that can be used by any fitness coach that is ready to take their clients and career to the next level. The purpose of the O23 playbook is to ensure that any coach who is ready to step into the realm of the O23 is completely clear on our mission, our methods, and the magnitude of the role that the O23 professional plays in both the gym community and the industry at large. Once you're completely clear on our mission, our methods, and the magnitude of the role, we provide simple tools any aspiring O23 Pro can use to begin taking their clients and their career to the next level right now. The product is a series of podcasts, videos, webinars, and PDFs that provide structure and sequence to the conversation and allow an aspiring O23 Pro to fully understand our scope and become clear on our role in the evolving fitness industry. Welcome back to episode one, the mission, and to part two, the second shift, okay? In part one, I pointed out some major problems in the fitness industry, and something that I say all the time is that pointing out the problems in anything is the easy part. Real leaders get to the solution. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have every answer that every client and every gym in the world needs, but I am here to tell you that O23 is leading the shift we are all seeing in the fitness industry, okay? We're not causing the shift. It's happening on its own. It's happening on its own in response to the problems I mentioned in part one. But we are leading it. We are owning it. We understand why it's happening. We see where it's going. And we are equipping coaches with the tools and systems they need to not just stay relevant, but to take their impact, their income, and their influence to previously unattainable levels. Before I begin... It should be clear that we are not the only coaching company in the industry trying to improve the abilities of the coach and improve our image as professionals. In fact, I've been involved in this push since 2013 
when I launched the Long Island Fitness Professional Course, aka FitProf, which is designed to help group fitness coaches, mostly CrossFit owners, run better classes, build better businesses, and solve bigger problems for their clients. We helped coaches create what I believe at the time was to be the best possible service for their clients from both the success and experience sides of the equation. But that's not my mission anymore. And a lot more people have put a lot more time into that specific aspect of this overall vision since then. And there are great resources all over for that. I'll also say that we are not also not the only ones who believe in the potential of coaches to play a bigger role in the wide world of what is considered healthcare. Everyone can see the lines between fitness and healthcare beginning to blur, right? Including us. But this is where I believe we differ from most of the others, which I'll cover here. Uh, excuse me, I'll cover uh, in detail in episode three, 023 scope and roll, holding the line between fitness and healthcare. So the second shift, what does that mean? As you probably have felt in some way, shape or form, the fitness industry is shifting. It's changing. It's evolving as it should. The fitness industry right now is undergoing its second major shift of the century. The first, of course, being the functional fitness revolution. Ignited by CrossFit, which no matter your personal thoughts on it, have changed the landscape of fitness forever. You will not enter a gym in North America or really any part of the world anymore without seeing the effects of CrossFit somewhere. It opened up a new world of training opportunities for the everyday person. Regular people got to feel like athletes, push their limits, challenge themselves, and have measurable goals to shoot for. Most of this is positive, although we all know there are downsides as well. But the functional fitness isn't the biggest part of that actual shift that changed. No. These changes are a distant second when it comes to the overall evolution of the fitness industry. What's actually more impactful than the functional fitness movements themselves was the reshaping of the gym experience to a community-based coaching experience. Okay, Community-based coaching facilities are now available in virtually every town or city in, again, North America or probably the world. They aren't just CrossFit affiliates anymore and they are, and are now referred to mostly as, as micro gyms or boutique gyms or something similar. This typically means privately owned and operated, owner is involved in the services or aspects of the business itself and there's some sense of community among the members and the coaching staff. You know the coach's name, they know yours, they have at least some idea of why you come there, what your goals are, what your biggest limitations are and things like that. I'm being super general here, right? Obviously. The range of these relationships and structures are very wide, but I'm referring to a setting in which you aren't just walking around with your headphones in, doing your own thing. You're a part of some kind of community and receiving some kind of instruction. People know each other, it's social, and in a lot of cases, close relationships are formed. That's the key, the relationships. Close relationships are formed. Through the past 10 to 15 years, as the industry has changed in this way, hundreds of thousands of trusting personal relationships have been formed between fitness coaches and their clients. That means for hundreds of thousands of people, the gym became a place where they could go and work closely with people that they trust 
on the most important thing that they own, the only thing that they own, their body. In the same way, tens of thousands of coaches suddenly found themselves in a position of influence within these individual relationships and within their communities. All of these relationships share a common goal, self-improvement. To be more clear, because of the current beliefs about what fitness is and what the scope of fitness industry of the fitness industry is, a more specific way would be to say self-improvement by way of physical fitness and exercise. But as you've probably already figured out, that's the part that's changing. That's the shift. The industry is becoming holistic. It's not just about the physical anymore. See, every gym member or personal training client in the world began their fitness journey with one simple decision. One day they looked in the mirror or got up out of bed or whatever it is and just decided, I want to better myself. There's a million different versions of what that means, but everybody starts by saying, I want to better myself. Every coach began their journey with another simple statement. I want to help people. I want to help people better themselves. Usually because they've had some level of success in bettering themselves and they want to share that with others, right? As of now, the person who wants to better themselves instinctively goes to a gym and signs up or hires a personal trainer or something of the like. And the aspiring coach goes and gets some kind of certification to prove to themselves and prove to the others that they are capable of helping. And when the two come together, what we have is potential. Potential for both parties to benefit tremendously. The client can begin to grow and transform into the highest version of themselves. They can change the way they look. They can change the way they feel. They can change the way they perform. The sky's the limit, right? Nothing's impossible. They're on the path towards greatness. And the coach is now in a position to play a major influential role in the life of this client, helping guide them towards these exciting goals in a way that is fun and exciting for both and brings him or her the fulfillment of helping others better themselves. The reason they started in the first place, right? My question for you is how many of these relationships reach a level where both sides are satisfied with the success, whether it be group or personal training or whatever. How many of those relationships actually reach that level of success? I'm sure you know, a very, very, very small percentage. But I didn't have to tell you that. You already knew that, right? But how come? How come? Whose fault is it? Who failed? Who did something wrong? The client will begin to blame the coach for doing, for whatever, doing the same things over and over or not giving them the attention or just not caring. The coach will begin to blame the client for not knowing how to push hard enough or that they just don't listen or that they just don't care either, right? Who's right? Well, usually there's some truth to both sides, but ultimately those are just excuses. We know that. The real reason the relationships end in failure is because both sides were expecting an outcome that is just not possible within that version of that relationship. Okay? The only mistake anyone made was expecting results greater than can be achieved 
between a coach and a client one hour a day, a few days a week inside of a gym. Especially in a group setting, especially in a group setting, but in a one-on-one setting as well. And unfortunately, this is going to keep happening over and over and over until we reevaluate what that relationship should actually look like. Guess what? When that person says, I want to better myself, they are still going to a gym first, right? That's not going to change for a long, long time. The other options would be like a counselor or a therapist or a spiritual teacher or something like that, which is a big difference in the mind of the client. Okay. That can be a very scary or even like socially risky in some ways, right? You go to a gym, it's like, oh great, you know, good good for you. You go to see one of those, like, oh, is every is everything okay? Right. Plus, they do want to look, feel, and perform better, which is great and definitely should be happening in the gym. And the coaches who are inspired to help change people's lives. They're, going to, they're still going to fitness first as well. This is changing more quickly, but right now, just about anyone who enters this field is entering it because they have a passion for it and are not interested in other options of going back to school for physical therapy or to be an MD or therapist or counselor or whatever, anything like that. They want to stay in the gym setting, which is great, which is great. This is, this is good stuff. So right now we have tens of thousands of coach-client relationships forming within a gym community every single year, yet most are ending in what feels like failure. I consider this a problem for many reasons, but the biggest one being the missed opportunity. Missed an opportunity for both sides to have massive success. So how do we fix this? Well, we already made it clear that we want people who are motivated to better themselves to find a gym or coach to help them. That's a good thing. We also noted that we want people who are called to lead others to bettering themselves to continue to do so within the fitness industry as fitness professionals. That's a good thing too. What we need to do is change the expectations. We need to allow, allow, not force, but allow the scope of fitness to expand beyond what happens inside the gym walls. It wants to happen. It wants to happen. We just need to get out of the way more than anything else. And of the two people involved in this, which do you think I'm suggesting take responsibility for creating new expectations and communicating them clearly? You guessed it. The coach. It's not the client's fault. They're just doing what they think is best. This isn't their area of expertise. This isn't their livelihood. So the first big fitness shift of the century was the community-based coaching. The second major shift is the holistic shift. Fitness is transforming to a holistic practice to meet the increasingly challenging demands our clients and our society face today. Coaches who fail to adapt their services will be left behind because their services will seem strangely incomplete within the next three to five years. Strangely Because clients aren't really going to understand why you stop helping them after class is over. When it's clear that this is where everybody struggles the most. Most people join a gym because their lifestyle has landed them in a bad place. It's already very odd that we barely even look at that lifestyle and we address virtually none of it. 
Soon that will seem even sillier than it does now. And fitness-only coaching will be left to large corporations who operate in a very large volumes with, with very little personal connection. Sweat factories. Okay, so what's the very first step in becoming a health professional that can help solve the real problems their clients and, and our society as a whole face today? Very simple. Own your influence. Own your influence. Take ownership of the influential role you play in a client's life when they enroll in whatever program you offer. Give it the honor and respect it deserves, even if they don't at first. You know, maybe you were the closest gym to their house or the first one that came up on Google. And maybe they aren't quite seeing the magnitude of this relationship and this commitment, right? They're not walking in. I know they're not walking in like, oh, I, I honor my body and my mind as my only true possession and, and my greatest gifts, and I'm trusting you to guide me to an elevated existence, right? I know that. They're not saying that. They're probably more worried about what sneakers they should wear on the first day than anything else, right? That's okay. It's not on them to create a new frame around these relationships. It's on us as the coaches. Own your influence and honor your role in their life. I want to be clear that I'm not saying to start do this sometime down the road or that after you become a certified 023 pro, this is how things will be automatically. No amount of certs or lack of certs has anything to do with this. This is simply a shift in perspective and an acceptance of something that is already true. Acceptance because it's already true. Let me elaborate because this is important. If you are a coach who has a reputation with your clients of being a, a good quote, a good coach, quote, good coach, and I'll leave it vague on purpose because it doesn't really matter what it means on paper, it's what it means to your clients. All right. If they say, yeah, he or she is a really good coach, I like working with him or her. If that's you, the reality is you are very likely to be one of, the, one of the most, if not the most, influential health figures in their life. That's important, so I'm going to say it again. If you are a coach who has a reputation with your clients of being a good coach, you are very likely to be the most influential health figure in their life. It might not be what you signed up for, but it's true. And you might be thinking, like, what? Me? I'm just a coach, right? I'm an influential health figure? I don't know. Like, just a coach. Oh, yeah? Are you not the person they trust with their body, with helping transform their body into something better? Even, if, like we said, they don't see it quite as, as um, an honorable process as that? Is your gym not the primary investment they make into their health or one of the primary investments that they make into their health? Do they not frequently ask for advice on things other than just exercise? And if you work with PT clients, do they not frequently, quote, overshare about their life? I'm using air quotes when I say overshare because they aren't actually oversharing. They're sharing to a level in which they trust you to help them. If that goes beyond exercise, you're probably ready to help people beyond exercise. Now, that doesn't mean if they, they're venting to you about their dysfunctional marriage that you are the one to start giving relationship counseling. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying here. I'll talk about that more in episode four, assessing and addressing the 023. When I break down the difference between solving problems and helping with problems, okay? The point is people are coming to the gym to better themselves and they think you are the best person to help. 
once you begin working with a client in the realm of fitness, they get to know you, they start to like you, I hope, and if they are getting results, they begin to trust you. They trust you to guide them on their health journey. You are the influence. The trust is not in the letters next to your name or the facts in your head or that you have every answer to every question they might have. The trust is in you as a person, your character. They trust that you truly care about their success. You will give them 110% and you will be as committed to the journey as they are. Still don't believe me? I'll ask this. Who's the bigger influence? Their doctor? It's very unlikely that they have a relationship with their doctor that's even close to personal enough to actually get to the real challenges they struggle with in their everyday life. That relationship consists of short, infrequent visits, and I don't know of any doctors who can dedicate the additional time that would be needed outside of those visits to work through the details and get to the roots of your health problems. The doctor might have more command, so the client might be more willing to, quote, listen, but that is not the same as influence. People are influenced by the things you do, by the life you live, and the person that you are, not by the amount of information in your head or the letters next to your name. A lot of knowledge a lot of knowledge might be part of the reason why they are influenced by you if that knowledge is demonstrated in the things you do, the life you live, and the person you are. But the knowledge alone isn't what does it. There's a big difference. So who else might be a bigger influence? Maybe someone on social media, a podcaster perhaps, maybe an author. Maybe there are people like this who maybe there are people like this who would be one of the biggest influences. But until there is an intimate personal relationship developed with consistent opportunities to speak openly to one another, there's nothing compared to you as their coach. If you choose to lead them, they will follow. And I don't mean every single client that walks in your gym. I'm talking about the ones that really care. You know who I mean. I'm sure certain members of your gym come right to mind. But don't assume who else would trust you to take them further if they were clear on how you could help them, how you do it, and what their life would look like on the other side. Don't assume who else would trust you. Most clients will go as far with the relationship as you are willing to take them. Okay? Question is, how big of a role do you want to play in their life? Do you want to truly help people, like you said, when you got started? Or do you want to be known forever as the motivational butt kicker that cheers everyone through a killer wad. It's okay to start there. I started there. Most coaches start there, but that's an entry-level position in the industry. The best coaches evolve beyond motivational butt kicker and work to inspirational life changer or something like that. You want to hear an opinion that a lot of other thought leaders in my field will disagree with? Most will tell you that the reason coaches and gym owners leave the fitness industry and go get real jobs is because they don't make enough money. I don't believe that that's the biggest reason. I believe that's the second biggest reason, which is why it's also an enormous part of the equation, which we'll get to more in other shows, but it's not the biggest reason. The biggest reason is that coaches don't feel like they are actually helping people change their lives. Like I said, every coach starts for that reason. But 99% of coaches in this industry don't really know what it means 
or what it could look like. Helping people. It's vague. It's fluffy. It's hard to measure, right? I believe even the ones who would say that they are satisfied with the level of change they are getting with their clients are not consciously aware aware of how much more they could actually be helping. The money side is easier to quantify and say like, well, I need this much money to live and live happily and I'm only making this much, so I have no choice but to leave the industry. As far as helping people, what fulfills us is completely unique and subjective to each of us. It's very hard to say how much we're truly helping. And right now it's even harder to say what would satisfy us because we don't even have a model to go after. It's not like we can point at someone else and be like, I want to help people as much as that person helps people because there's not a lot of people in this industry that are really helping people to their fullest potential and fullest capacity. We just know I got in this to help people but don't really feel like I am. And when I look around the industry, I don't really see an example of what could be done that much better or different to really change that. Yeah, there's other certs and courses I could take. I could narrow my focus to helping a more specific issue like weight loss or joint pain or whatever. But somewhere deep inside, it doesn't feel like enough. Many coaches choose this because it seems like the next logical step. But most realize that it's not. And many don't even take that step because in their heart, they know it's, it's still not enough. I want to take the labels off for a second. Just, just zoom out, right? See what's really going on. Let's, this will help summarize what I'm saying. We live in a world where everybody is suffering. To at least some degree, we are living with different levels of pain, emptiness, sorrow, insecurity, and of course, imbalance, aka disease. Everybody on earth is suffering. And each of us also recognizes the suffering in others. Even if we aren't fully conscious of it or know the details of everyone else's pain, we know it's there. The pain of the world right now cannot be ignored. It can be felt in every single one of us. Some of the people in our society feel it so much that they've chosen a career path or followed a calling to help other people in their healing process. The choices are usually doctor or therapist or counselor or speaker or teacher, or author, and of course, coach. People are choosing these paths more and more and more every day and people are leaving other types of work to pursue this path. Why? It's needed. We are at a point where we don't have a choice. If people don't start stepping up and taking radical action, things can go from really bad to way worse in just one more generation. Citizens of Western society are in an unprecedented state of dysfunction, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We all feel it deep in our being, and we can't look away anymore. Now, I can't speak for the doctors, therapists, and the others, but I'm confident in speaking for most coaches when I say, we know we can do more. We know this can look different but we don't know how. We know we can take our clients further, but we don't know where to start. 
We know we can play a major role in the health and happiness of our members, but we don't really know what it would look like. As these feelings grow stronger throughout the collective and we can no longer ignore them, there are many other leaders in this industry who are following their heart and trying to come up with solutions. Okay, We aren't the only ones, but we are the ones actively leading the holistic shift, the second major shift of the century. We are the ones who are owning the role of the coach, who are knocking down the walls between coaches and clients and creating a container for true healing. We are the ones who are urging coaches to own their influence and step into a bigger role, no matter where they are now, to go further. They need it. We'll talk about the specifics of what that means in our scope and role talk in episode three. But suddenly, we find ourselves in a situation. We're in a new world of fitness where there is a very unusual situation taking place. The situation looks like this. Thousands of people walk into micro gyms every day in an attempt to look better, feel better, and perform better in their everyday life. In their everyday life. The work is done in the gym, but the results they want are in their everyday life. They work closely with a coach or coaching staff that they trust to help them reach these goals, who ironically don't really know much about their everyday life. At some point, because they don't really know anything about their everyday life, whether it be a few months or a few years, eventually the relationship begins to wear down. On one side, you have the client who will likely begin to become stuck or plateaued to at least some degree and get frustrated with the results. On the coaching side, the coaches see the stuck and plateaued clients and also feel frustrated with the results. Okay, I was there. This is how this whole thing started with me. It's about five, six years ago or more now. Like I said earlier, the client will usually blame the coach or the programming or the injury, but deep down they know they need more. They just don't know what it is. The coach will usually blame the client and say they never listen to me or something similar. This is an excuse often used by coaches who usually offer no actual help. I mean real help. They say they don't listen to me. Well, they're not actually offering real help. I mean not tips and tricks and hacks. Okay, we'll cover this more in the next episode when we go over the methods. But real help. Point is they know the client needed more. They know they could do more but they don't know what it would look like. Anyway, so what happens? A million different variations of essentially two outcomes happen. The client moves on to something new, a new program, a new coach, a new gym, or even worse, stops going to the gym altogether because they feel stuck and frustrated and aren't really sure why. The coach emotionally gives up. I'm not saying they cancel the appointments or fire the client, right? It's very rare because that's their income but they just adopt, they adopt a, a whatever sort of approach and just check out of the relationship. Either way, the potential for success within that relationship ends. Not to mention the client could end up losing all momentum and progress and the coach takes another step backwards on their career path. All because of some bullshit story we have around what should or shouldn't fall under the umbrella of fitness. All because of imaginary walls between the coach and client that prevented them from ever actually getting somewhere. Gyms all over the world are full of people who are in need of real help, have actually made the decision to get help, 
and have found coaches who have the ability to help them. Yet imaginary walls stand between the two sides and opportunities to bring true healing to our society is missed. It's like a seventh grade dance, right? Boys on one side, girls on the other. Both want so bad for the other side to come over and take initiative, but they don't. Imaginary walls are the only thing preventing the fitness industry becoming the most powerful force for health and healing the world has ever seen. Limiting narratives and beliefs that keep us afraid and stop us from acting. Imaginary fucking walls. But guess what? The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down. O23 pros are tearing down the walls and changing the landscape of fitness forever. Take the labels off. Just take the labels off for a second. Let's zoom out. Fitness, healthcare, coach, therapist, who gives a shit, right? When people are suffering, they will seek help from those that they trust. When people have the ability to help others and can see those in need, they find ways to help. There are people who are suffering, walking around in the same room right now with people who can guide them to healing. And the only thing standing in the way are the stories and the fears. And for the coach that's saying, well, I can't help them. I have my own problems. I'm suffering too. I I know. I know. So am I. So is everyone. And that's the most beautiful part about it. That's actually the key to having the level of impact we are capable of. The key is the acceptance that we are all in this together. We can help because we're already doing the work. We're already on the path. Right now we have gyms full of clients afraid to admit they need help in other areas of their life. And coaches afraid to accept that they are the ones to help them. Imaginary walls. But the walls are coming down. This is all ending. And what wants to happen will begin to happen. Functional fitness was an idea that caught on. Community-based coaching is a byproduct that is here to stay. And the evolution of those relationships will happen naturally if we allow it. Fitness is failing. The, the holistic shift is here. And 023 is leading the way. We are the health leaders of the fitness industry. We are turning fitness coaches into health professionals that can solve the real problems our clients and our society face today. And how do we do it? Very, very, very differently than you're probably thinking. And I'm going to cover all of that in the next episode of the 023 Pro Show, The Methods. Signing off. Peace. Fitness coaches, if you are ready to step into a bigger role in this industry and become a health professional that can address the real health challenges our clients and our society live with today, and you're not interested in going back to school or leaving the fitness space, then there needs to be a conversation. 
We are currently welcoming new O2-3 pros onto our staff right now that will be joining us in leading the holistic revolution in 2022 and beyond. If you're ready to take your clients and your career to the next level and join the most dynamic team in the industry, I want you to email me personally to schedule an interview. My email address is brian at o23coach.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at O, as in the letter O, 23coach.com. I'm eager to connect with the most driven individuals in the game. So I'll be on the lookout for your email. See ya. Thanks.